Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get to our guest, Brian Frank, CIO at Frank Funds. Brian, it's a pity, but it does seem like we're in a good news is bad news paradigm here at the moment, uh, at least for some period of time. At some point, it's going to flip to worries about recession, and then we'll be begging for good news. But the good news today kind of turned off investors. Uh, How are you tackling that uh, for the moment? Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. Um, everybody's kind of worried that the Fed is just going to go too far here. And I think the best way to play that is to kind of take a step back and look at the fundamentals of companies, because that's what we do at the Frank Value Fund, is um, I, I'd rather avoid the cyclical type companies. I'd rather avoid the high flyers that really need growth, because it looks like growth is disappearing here, and just find things that are kind of reasonably play, priced, have strong balance sheets, and, and can weather the storm, because it certainly looks like there's a storm brewing in 2023. But everybody knows probably that there is, but they don't know what the magnitude is. Is it going to be just a, a light breeze, or is it going to be a full-on uh, hurricane? That's kind of the perplexing thing. Is this? You know, I've heard this is the most telegraphed recession in U.S. history. Everybody's talking about it. We all have the leading indicators that look pretty terrible, but... The amazing thing to me or the perplexing thing is you look at earnings estimates for 2023 and they're not going down. They're pretty much flat from 2022. But in the average recession, they decline at least 15 percent. And in recent recessions, they've declined anywhere from 20 to 40 percent. So I think you should. So you're saying that's not priced in. uh, And, you know, the, the, the thing about that is that that could be one side of it. But the other thing is it could be telling us something that, um, you know, maybe recession isn't coming. Is the bond market wrong about recession being inevitable? I try not to bet against the market. I try not <laughs> to bet against the collective intelligence. Um, I, I don't think the bond market's wrong. You look at the two-year, and the two-year is actually yielding less than the Fed funds rate. That doesn't happen very often, and that's a clear indication that people really want protection. They really want to own government securities, and they don't think the Fed's going to get to where the Fed wants to get to because growth is going to be pretty weak next year. But this is it, isn't it? Uh, but why are uh, uh, do you think that these earnings estimates, in, in essence, are perhaps optimistic or yeah, or realistic ultimately? Um, I, I think analysts reflect the best of human nature in that they're perpetually optimistic. Um, and unfortunately, you know, going into times of, of recession, they tend to be overly optimistic. So. You will see earnings come down. You'll see reports like Micron today. Micron actually burned cash in the quarter. So it, it went from a profitable growth company to an unprofitable growth company. So, yeah, it's it's a process. And that that's why bear markets tend to have these bear market rallies. But then once we get an earnings season and we start to see some more bad news, um, you'll see those estimates come down. We always like to ask guests, um, what's the market missing? 
I think the market's actually missing um, how employment plays into valuations, uh, which is something I, I've written about a few times. Um, most people who are employed have a 401k, and that 401k is invested in you know a passive index. So now that we're starting to see those tech jobs go away, um, those are high-paying, white-collar jobs. And that's a lot of 401k contributions that aren't going to happen next year. So I think that's actually a big support of the market because the passive firms own over 20% of every large cap now. Um, if that goes away, you could see a gap between where passive wants to buy these equities and where active actually will bid for them. So actually, you know, you could look at it this way: when the uh, in the era of free money, which we're leaving behind, we were looking for asset depreciation in a way, and uh, now we're looking for, I suppose, uh, with that uh, asset depreciation, we, people struggle to find yield. But now you're just looking at the moment for solidity and a good yield picture. Would you not say? Oh, certainly, I definitely agree with that. Um, and that's that's kind of the scary thing, though, about bear markets is when the Fed starts cutting. Um, the liquidity people cheer and, you know, you tend to get a short term rally in the markets. But if people are afraid and if growth is going away and maybe there are some, you know, worse things happening on the macro horizon, um, people prefer a safe asset almost at any price. So right now you're getting over four percent for the safest asset in the world, which are government bonds from the U.S. Um, even if that goes down to three percent, I don't think it's going to change people going back into these unprofitable high flying tech issues especially while there's weakness in the economy. Okay, give us a contrarian call that you like uh, that maybe some people are not thinking about, but uh, might be a way for them to make money given these turbulent times. I, I think the contrarian call is to stock pick around the cyclical companies. Um, and to get even more contrarian, uh, we like one of the cyclical areas, which is actually energy. So um, although energy is the best performing sector this year, um, I would argue it's the only sector that's actually priced for recession. Um, you know, they had their windfall earnings this year, so we already knew earnings were going to come down next year. But these companies have extremely strong balance sheets now, so they can weather any kind of economic weakness. And I still think there's very tight supply out there. So we do get demand destruction in a recession, but the contrarian call would be there's also not enough supply out there. So if there's some other supply shock next year, such as Russia amassing more troops and making another offensive um, in February, we're hearing, uh, there, there could be an upward shock in energy, um, not mm. to mention China reopening, um, as, as I just heard on your program, um, reducing all the travel restrictions. There could be a lot more usage but, next but year of energy. Again, if you, as you say, if, you know, if we go into recession, then certainly energy demand would be lower, right? So wouldn't that kind of hurt that bet? Oh, energy demand definitely would be lower. However, I, I'm arguing that um, those stocks are priced for it already. So you, you have single-digit PEs still in some energy stocks. That, that, that usually discounts a lot of pain for you, you know, whereas you're buying Apple at over 25 times earnings. Um, that's a consumer discretionary company, and those tend to decline in recessions as well. So it's really a valuation call. Yeah, I mean, you look at Apple, it's what, uh, at the end of 2021, it's PE stood at about 30. It's a lot more affordable, you could argue. Um, you made quite a few calls, actually, at uh, the beginning of July, uh, middle of July, in fact. And you know, Apple was one of them. We had others like AutoZone, Broadcom, Chewy, Coca-Cola, H&R Block, Lockheed Martin. How, much of, how many of these are you still sticking with? We've actually reduced a lot of our exposure to the, 
the blue chip S&P 500 companies, partially because of that passive thing. You know, if, if the white collar 401k stop buying, um, there's a lot of air underneath those stocks. But also, we just kind of wanted to get away from the cyclical companies. Um, so we still own one of the Coca-Cola distributors because people still drink Coca-Cola during in a recession. You know, they cut, cut back on bigger ticket items and luxury items. So I would definitely go with more consumer staples, stay away from consumer discretionary and just be very careful out there. It's, it really is a stock picker's environment, which we're happy about. But okay. um, not, there's not so many stock pickers anymore. Let's ask you a little bit about uh, what this show focuses on, Asia. We can start with China. We had the state council and the PBOC vowing yet again to boost growth. I say yet again because we've seen so many calls for this, and it's been very, very slow, very targeted, very incremental. Uh, do you like the reopening story, and are you finding ways to play it? We do like the reopening story, um, but we it, it's just it's very difficult to actually get good information on China, as I'm sure you know. Um, but the way that we're watching it really is through energy consumption. So I think it'll be slow um, and it'll be gradual, but we will start to see more barrels of oil going to China and Russia might not be able to supply those barrels either. So it's going to be some big tug of war next year between demand destruction perhaps in developed economies that are going through recession but china really coming off a very low base of being in total lockdown and of course we have the geopolitical headwinds too do we not absolutely absolutely and i it's strange to me that um the energy markets don't price in a potential large decline in the largest producer of oil which is russia so um there, it could be a shock there as well all right, Brian, uh, it's an interesting call. Uh, the thoughts that you've shared with us today, I would say that um, you're pretty bearish, uh, yet opportunistic. Uh, you're looking for ways to, to guide us through the next uh, 6 to 12 months. So thanks very much for taking out the time to be with us, and happy holidays to you. Brian Frank, CIO at Frank Funds. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.